0: Listening to Living with ADHD and CPTSD, available on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. and welcome to another episode of Living with ADHD and CPTSD. If you're wondering about the sound, it is because this is the first episode that I am recording on my brand new microphone. This is a 24-bit, 96-megahertz microphone compared to the one that I was using previously, which is only a 16-bit, 44-megahertz microphone. So I have already done some testing and some, you know, making some changes to make sure it sounds good. So I hope that you enjoy the sound quality and it will eliminate a lot of excess noise from the background. And I really look forward to making more and more episodes with this microphone. Anyway, on to the actual episode. This is a CPTSD episode. And I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to try and explain this in the moment as I'm discussing it. Just how hard and tough it is to understand and to work with your CPTSD, specifically the trauma and your anxiety and fears, when situations come up. And there's all sorts of situations. Like, I mean, there's in the moment situations when. You get triggered because something reminds you of your trauma. There's situations that are uncontrollable. There are new situations. And then if you want to get into really good specifics about this, there are also like when you're, let's say, I'll use an example of my own life. You're having a conversation with your ex-partner and, you have to learn over time to recognize the signs and the symptoms to kind of like help you you know notify yourself or kind of give yourself that heads up as to you're triggered or you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling that like extreme anxiety you're you're feeling more stressful then there's also like learning about and recognizing the signs of being tired and being mentally exhausted like and then also physically exhausted like it's just the complications that come out from step one which is understanding and realizing that you have cptsd going as far as now trying to recognize all the different signs and symptoms and learning how to react and to, you know, make the correct choices that are required in the moment so that you're learning and you're updating your system so that the neurological connections that are being made in order to heal and make progress are actually occurring. Because if you don't really do that, then the amount of time that you're going to spend working on you know healing from your trauma is just going to take a long time and you're going to have a lot of wasted time doing this where you think you're making progress but the reality is is you are not and that's the thing that really can discourage people because they I guess when they they start seeing a therapist, they don't really know offhand how much work is involved and the length of time that it's likely going to take in order for you to make progress to the point where someday down the road, whether it's two, three, five, even... Geez, ten years if you're if you're therapy if it's required to have that kind of time frame, that you're making enough progress so that you can heal, and then you know maybe you'll be able to the next time a situation like a triggering situation comes up in your life that you'll be able to handle it without having your parts come online, take over, get blended, um, you know, like. When we're when we're experiencing triggers due to uh, like trauma from our past, there are a lot of behaviors that happen that really, at first, it's hard to get a hold of because we're just learning about it. Right, like we don't really know our parts all that well when we start, and that's that's quite normal. That's a very common thing because we're trying to identify these parts and get to know them and understand what they're all about so that eventually down the road with all the work and the processing that you do on a daily basis and with your therapist you know like both on your own and the therapist that you gain you start to gain their trust and once you gain their trust then what is occurring is you're able to like update the parts and allow that's where the, the, the reconfiguration, the plasticity of your brain is, is a good thing because when your parts are learning and they're being updated and they're learning and they're gaining, like they're learning to trust you, that the adult's gonna do and, and behave the right way and make the correct decisions that are safe and that are responsible for the adult, the brain starts to. Make changes and eventually, over time when those changes are are continuing and you get and they get stronger and they connect and there's more like common ground you know like how do I put this? Imagine a glass wall. actually let's let's even go further this let's let's really get into this. Imagine your brain is a bunch of rooms, okay. So we'll just say for the sake of making this uh, easier, your brain has 10 rooms that are four feet by four feet in size, okay? And each brain is a different part. So of the 10 rooms, one room is the adult, and then the nine other rooms are different child parts or teen parts that were born in different times of your life that are there to protect you or to make you feel safe when you were having and experiencing trauma, whether it was mental abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, an, an event or reoccurring events that are so traumatic that your, your brain created the child part to protect that child, that kid. So in the, so that it wouldn't be harmed, right? Like, like, I don't mean like it, it, the child was being obviously harmed in some way, but excuse me, the part gets, gets created so that that child has like a sense of protection because there are, if it's like severe trauma that they're experiencing repeatedly, it's, the, it's its natural way of protecting itself or that, or, you know, that child is being protected so that the next time that the abuse occurs or the trauma reoccurs, like it, the next day or whenever it occurs, that they don't have to live with it or live through it. It's kind of like having, like, you know how when you were a little child, let's say you're like maybe your mother's with you, and something maybe there's some yelling and swearing going on, and your mother puts her hands over your ears so that you won't hear it. Right? It, it's kind of like protecting the innocent kid from hearing all the vulgarity and and the swearing and the and the and the and the, the the verbal abuse that's being spewed out by whoever it is. It's kind of like that. So the child part is protecting that new part that's been born is protecting that child so that it's to avoid further trauma that's even more disastrous and more you know harmful now when we grow up obviously those child parts are are around and if you get triggered let's let's say you're walking down the street and you hear a block away or not too far some sort of physical violence going on and you see there's like a a grown man attacking another person or a woman or something and this triggers you because it reminds it's like bringing you back to a time in your life when there was trauma you were experiencing the trauma so all of a sudden you get triggered and your child part comes online because it believes that it is required now to protect you. But of course, like I've said in other episodes, that child part is living in a different time. It's not in in real time and space, right? So it thinks that it's protecting that same child that was that age back in the day. So 20 years ago or 30 years ago however long when you, when you were that child's age that age of that child it thinks that you're still that age. So now the whole thing is is that you have to of course f- first you have to identify and 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 then try to learn who that why that child parts there what its purpose was in your life. And then, of course, update it and get its trust, right? And try to make so that if the next time some sort of a triggering event occurs, you're going to be able to maintain control and show that child part that you're a capable adult of, of taking care of yourself and that everything's going to be okay, that you're safe, they're safe, everybody's safe, that you're going to be fine. That's our ultimate goal. Now, so basically what I was at the beginning what i'm trying to say is we we don't realize at the beginning and through our stages of work that we're doing throughout the days months and years into our therapy and our work and processing that we're doing with our parts we don't really know in that moment just how complex uh, hence the word complex trauma how difficult and like trick tricky and severe and complicated that it's going to be to know what's happening to to know to to know that you're getting triggered to be able to identify in each situation what's happening that your child part's coming online that it's it's Thinking that it has to protect you, it doesn't know that it's in the time like that. That you're in your thirty-fifth year or or sixth, or sorry, forty-first year of your life, and it thinks that you're ten, and so it comes online, going, "Oh, we've got a problem here. He's facing danger. He's his life's in danger. We've got to come and protect him. So we've got to we got to get in in control and and do whatever we need to do to make sure he's safe. So whether that's distracting him or like living an alternate life. Like there's there's a few examples out there in the world of movies and TV. And I think one of the real good ones, I have an example and I'm going to be try to be real short with this. There's a TV show out there called Moon Knight. Um, it's a Marvel show and this person has dissociative identity disorder. Now I realize this is an extreme case not everybody who suffers from complex trauma has DID, but this is a really good example of kind of like real-time, you know, noticing and seeing what it's like when, a, when an identity comes online or a part comes online to protect that child. So what's happening is there's a scene where the mother, the mother is the one who's doing the violence and the abuse towards the child, and suddenly as the child is like trying to protect itself and hide because he knows that the mother's coming suddenly there's another personality and another almost like another identity that suddenly starts to come around and so the voice changes the accent changes he's a different completely different person personality wise like it's like he's he completely took over this this child's entire behavior everything and it was he was basically he came around to allow the child to in in some way or form be safe from the impending abuse that was coming from the mother so in a in a similar way this is what the child parts are doing is they're giving That kid the opportunity to feel safe when the abuse is occurring right it's just it's it's so that they it's like a yeah it's basically like that it's it's just protection now the thing with like i was saying a a number of times already and i've in numerous podcasts before that it's not as simple as just you know our therapist saying yeah you've got child parts and then when when a trigger occurs and you're re-experiencing past trauma, they're coming online. So this is what you have to do. You know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It's not that simple. Where you now all of a sudden five days later you get triggered and your brain all starts to go, "Hey, yeah, I see. Oh, my child parts online It's protecting me. Hey, it's okay. I'm 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 safe. No worries. It isn't. It's not. It's never that easy. And if it were that easy you know this we just wouldn't this just wouldn't be how life would be of course it's never that simple so it involves like like i've said already it involves years of therapy and processing with and working with your parts updates and i mean it's not just it's it but that's the thing is it's not as simple as just doing the the work right when you're still, I guess if you, I, I want to call it in your infancy stage of the CPTSD work and getting to know your system and learning about your parts and and learning how to, to gain their trust and be in control, you have to, you know, identify situations and scenarios and be able to know when you're getting triggered and it's for a lot of people, it isn't an easy thing to do. And that's where complications and problems can arise and where feelings of frustration and and depression come because you, you ha- have reoccurring, tr- excuse me, you have reoccurring triggers and eventually the triggers go away right and you feel and and you become the adult again you, you're safe you don't you're no longer triggered you're no longer experiencing the the past trauma but now you're feeling frustrated and you're feeling hard on yourself because you're sitting there going i don't understand why am i having such a hard time identifying that i'm getting triggered or the moments like the symptoms that are coming around or that are occurring in the moment to give you those hints or that those clues that you're starting to get triggered you know you're getting overwhelmed you're you're starting to feel scared you're you know you're starting to panic you're starting to freeze up you some of us do fawning right or we do the fight flight response it and so you get really frustrated and angry within yourself and sometimes with other people because you're having such a hard time Realizing that these are occurring, and that's what I was having such a hard time with, and I'm, and to some degree, I, I'm still having issues. Like there haven't been a lot of situations lately, due to changes in my personal life, where I have been getting triggered, and when I, at the time when I was having them occur, I was really struggling to notice the symptoms to and to see the see the signs of the trigger coming and take the appropriate action being to to notice that i'm triggered to speak up to verbally acknowledge to myself and to my ex-partner that hey look I'm starting to feel overwhelmed here. I'm I'm becoming triggered and I this is not good. I need to, you know, step away and take some time and do some processing and and ground myself and do some work. Right? Like I I was having a difficult time going through those stages and getting to the point where I could walk away. And I was literally I'd be getting triggered and I had a hard time because the child parts were in control and the adults sitting there struggling to get back into the driver's seat. The, these child parts are like running loose and, and they' and they're scared and they're trying to protect the adult, thinking that it's a child and they're doing all these all these different actions and behaviors, verbal, they're being mean, they're being defensive. they're, they're saying things that that are, you know, inappropriate that are going to get him in trouble, and he's not have he's having no luck recognizing this in the moment and stopping all of it from occurring. It's it's a it's extremely frustrating. I, I know I've said that already three times here. the The feelings of despair and loneliness, and just you know like you just feel like you can't win like you just cannot get anywhere and you I lay in my on my bed and and I'm angry and I'm distraught and I'm zoning out and I feel extremely angry with myself and other other emotions that are extremely strong in that moment and I'm and I'm thinking to myself, I don't, I just don't get it. Like I I do my work. I sit there and I examine and I work really hard at trying to maintain my, you know, be grounded, maintain the adult form. Not let the child parts take over, you know, trying to update my parts, trying to, to further increase and gain more trust within them. And it was, it, it just, it just felt like I could. I would make a little bit of progress. But then when you think you're, you're getting close, all of a sudden you're like realizing that that door that is, uh, you need to get to so that you can put all this behind you in reality is a lot further away than you thought, right? Instead of it being five feet away from you and maybe just taking a step, it's a hundred meters away or a hundred feet or 200 feet away. And you're, and it's raining, right. Or, and it's icy or cold and the ability to get to that door is, is blocked by, by trees and people and, and bullies. And, and there's all sorts of things in the way. And it's, and it's extremely hard to get there. And you've worked so hard to get through all that interference and all the ridiculous shit that's happening and you think you're there and then all of a sudden it feels like they just keep coming and I get frustrated because I feel like I've done so much work and I know that it's see it's only been two three years since I've really been able to get a good understanding of of CPTSD and exactly how it works like the the understanding of the brain and and how the parts work and how you get triggered and and the reason that the parts are doing what they are doing, thinking that this is the right step or the right choices to make. Like I I understand all that. I think I've my my understanding of CPTSD is really well really strong, and I have, you know, a lot of that comes from the help and, and the guidance from my ex-partner. And I've done a lot of research and throughout all my podcasts that I've made, I've made so much progress in understanding about it and learning for myself. And yet I still, at times, it's just I'm just struggling to get a grasp on this. I, f- I feel... Sometimes I just feel like I need to take a really long holiday by myself at like a resort and have all the food brought to me, no personal contact with anyone, go out and just explore, you know, like complete mental vacation and physical vacation and just not experience and try not to experience any of the, of the, of the, pain and and the triggers that that come out but that's not realistic that's not how life goes if if we could choose to turn things off we'd all be better we'd all have great lives and and feel happy and healthy and mentally stable but that's just not a life that's not how life goes and we know that and that's the part that sometimes just it makes you just feel down and you get major setbacks or little minor setbacks because you're so sick and tired of it. And yet you know that you just can't stop now because if you do stop, it's going to get to the point where, you know, you might, I don't really want to say it, but Sometimes people just can't take it anymore because they work at it and they try and they try and they just can't escape or, or they they can't make enough progress and they're always having they're making mistakes and and they're having taken a step backwards because they've maybe they thought that this was the reality that things were but in actual fact it's not so now they're now they're having to re retract and go back and and take you know try again and that was me is that i was and i still am to some degree having to retry and take another crack at it right it would be like a movie when people are making a movie and and doing a scene and they get 18 20 takes before they finally get the the right scene in and the director says cut all right that's a wrap good right but it took 20 takes in order to get it. So you're getting some of them get to the point where it's just like, oh my God, this is the 16th time. Why can't I get it? Like, why, is, why am I having such a hard time with this? I want to learn. I want to get better. I don't want to get triggered because somebody gets angry at me. I don't want to feel scared to have to say something, you know, like say something that's important or that is serious or you know that you've got to say even though it can make you extremely uncomfortable you've you know you have to get to the point where sure you think about it but then you take a take a couple of deep breaths and you go i've got this i can do this we're good right and then you can go ahead and do the work or do what you need to do and then when it's over, you go, hey, you know, see, look, that was great. It went fine. We didn't have any issues. There wasn't any unexpected. You know, we're safe. Everybody's good. That's the kind of thing that you want. And when you get overwhelmed and you, and, and you can't or you try and you fail, like sometimes you fail miserably at it and something goes wrong and your partner gets angry or, or you know, or you do something that's a complete mistake or, or you, you struggle trying to say the words that are needed to be said because you are having a hard time maintaining the adult form instead of child parts coming online, trying to do their thing. It, it gets to the point sometimes where you just say, oh, I'm so sick of this, I just want this to end please enough right like people some people have a very short temper and some people they can't take a lot like there are there are people out there and i'm sure there are a lot of you out there who are listening right now who understand what i mean is it doesn't take a lot for you to go And lose it or become overwhelmed and and get triggered and stressed out and and having to walk away or go and hide and and ground or do whatever you need to do in order to make yourself feel better it's some of us have a hard time with it and i know that (coughs) i've been very fortunate where i have a very high i don't want to say high like pain threshold because that's not accurate but i have a tendency to be capable of taking a lot before it lets it gets me to crack or to become overwhelmed it's not necessarily a, the best thing like you want to be capable the ultimate goal here is to be capable of immediately recognizing your signs that you're getting triggered and take care of it and do the right thing right then and there if you're still not at the point where you are in control, right? If you get, tr- even if 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 you get into a, a situation where you could get triggered into past trauma, unless you're able to be in control right then and there, it is a difficult thing to do, and that's where you need to have the abilities and the strength and the knowledge and all the work put into place to know, okay, I'm triggered, I gotta stop, I gotta get out of here, I gotta take a break, I gotta walk away, I have to do something because otherwise this this is not gonna turn out well. That's where we have to get to. And when you're not able to do that because you can't, it's like you struggle learning, that's where everything gets very frustrating. And I know personally, I have repeatedly struggled so much with that. And it's not a simple thing, right? Like it's not as easy as just saying, well, you haven't done enough work or you haven't done enough processing. You're still learning about parts. There's a new part that, came, that probably came up. Maybe you should go identify him and figure out who he is, what he's about, where he's from. You know, like there's gonna, these, all these things that seem to always come up and you always gotta do something different. You always gotta try new stuff. And it's, it, it gets to the point where you're just kind of going, I don't care anymore, but you do know you have to do it in order to get there. But there's just, you have to identify these things. And sometimes it's a very difficult thing to do. Identifying where you are, why this is occurring, trying to understand the symptoms and trying to, you know, identify why it happens, like all these, all these tiny little things. And there's so many of them. It's not a, it's, that's the problem is that for myself, if it were just as simple as doing enough work and repeating yourself and practicing and identifying, like practicing the identifying of, of triggers and symptoms, then the progress I would have made, I would have made so much, such a huge amount of progress. That's not that simple. And it's, that's what can be frustrating is because you have to, first off, you have to have a lot of patience with yourself, for yourself. You have to be kind to yourself. You can't get, it's hard to to not get down on yourself and, and curse yourself and feel bad and and say or do things that you're going to regret whether it's physical or or mentally being abusive to yourself or being hurtful to others it's it is difficult I get that it's just if you do all the right things it does make it easier and sometimes in the moment it can be hard for us to do the right thing a lot of us are going to have moments where we're just going to get so enraged and so frustrated that we're going to say things that aren't fair and it's probably not going to be fair to your parts it's definitely not going to be fair to somebody who's there with you and there's a good chance that you're going to cause irreparable harm whether it's to that person's trust in you or to your parts and then you're going to have a major setback and you're going to have to start over or go back to a point and try and just regain your parts trust I get it and I f- I'm sorry that a lot of you guys have to go through this like I am. And it is tough. And I'm, I understand the difficulties that we all have to go through in order to get to a part or, excuse me, a point in our lives where we finally do feel like we're making a lot of progress and that we are healing. And, you know, we can handle stresses and unknowns and things that occur that we don't want to have happen, but unfortunately, there's not much we can do about it, right? I get it, and and I feel your pain, and I'm sorry that you guys have to go through this. It sucks, and I wish that we all could have this so much easier, but unfortunately, reality is that it doesn't get to be that easy because in order to heal... And it's just like anything out in life. In order to get to a point where you feel comfortable and capable of doing something, it takes work and it takes some practice and it it takes experiencing letdowns and failing in order to improve. But it's okay. Failure is part of life and we just have to work through it and stay on track and not allow it to get us into a state of anger or feeling bad or feeling sorry for ourselves because all that's going to do is just make this even harder and nobody wants to be there. And that's the end of this podcast. I'd just like to thank the audience for listening to this podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it today. Basically, without you guys, this show would not be Please consider going to Patreon and become a member, where you will receive many perks to being a member of my Patreon, such as merchandise and early access to all new and episodes. Or you can donate to my cause and go to ko fi.com. That is ko ko-fi.com slash and CPTSD. This will allow me to continue to create these amazing podcasts for you, the listener. All you have to do is go and donate is comfortable with and that would be great to me. If you any comments about this podcast, why don't you give me a contact? You can contact me at Twitter. My handle is at ADHD and CPTSD and i would be more than happy to hear from you. Or you can also email me. My address is livingwithadhdandcptsd at gmail.com. Also, check out my YouTube channel called Living with ADHD and CPTSD. Where you can see live broadcasts and replays and many recorded episodes that i've created in the past and in the future if you listen to this podcast through apple don't forget to subscribe and support this show so you can continue to hear more new episodes that i make for people like you my audience well have a great day talk to you soon bye everyone